0: Welcome, all pigmen, disgustos, and women with facial hair. My name is Ricky Allpike, and joining me on this cultural journey is Jonathan Astro. <laughs> you can't wait. How
1: how are you, Ricky? I'm good. And how are you, AJ? <laughs> <What's it? laughs> Posted already, so now, but now we got to pretend like he didn't just, just as soon as before, before, he's like, He's like, I oh, get ready for this!' You know, <laughs> winding it, know. Re- winding <laughs> it, run up for the beginning.
2: Well, I am pleased, even with the wind up, I was not disappointed. Well done, Mickey.
1: <laughs> no, it was good, it was good. Thank you.
0: Well, you know, it is, we, we are doing carry on films today, so we are. So,
1: that's who's showing up for it. <laughs> Big so, men. <laughs> discuss those. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is Sideboob Cinema. Uh tonight it's Carry On Camping. Uh, a a late cha- slight change in programming because uh, this happened very late. Because I, I've we have I have watched both films, Carry On Camping and, and Carry On Up the Kyber, which we talked about we're gonna do this week. But after having watched Carry On Up the Kyber, I realized that it was a a quite a brilliant film that needed its own week, and so does so does Carry On Camping as well. Actually, I was I was felt the same about both, but uh, particularly Carry On Kiva was quite dense, so we're going to we're going to put that off. Uh, we have we've prepared it uh, almost fully, but we're gonna we're gonna really get into that when we come back after the break. Mm.
0: We are taking a short break over the Christmas period, although we do have some uh, special uh, podcasts up our sleeve that will be released over the Christmas break. We've got uh, The Best of Auntie Sheila Part 1 and 2, and we also have Amano Amano coming out as well. So uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that, uh, yeah, over the uh, December, January break.
1: Yes. Well, tonight it's uh, Carry On Camping, uh, uh, our, our first foray. Did, could, does anyone have any relationship to the Carry On films in general or or this particular film? AJ.
2: Uh, Yes, I used to watch them when I was little with my stepmom. Okay. I can't remember. They all kind of roll into one,
1: though. Okay. Mm. And
2: I used to love when I used to see the rank organisation as the title page. It always felt good. It did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is my first uh, carry-on film, actually, and it's uh, exactly what I thought it would be. (laughs) Yeah. It, It was great. I enjoyed it.
1: I came on uh, to this franchise at, at its at its demise, in fact. So my first encounter really was Carry On Columbus, which was their their sort of final film in in the early '90s, because that was my that was my heyday at the video store. And um, you know, I think it had Julian Clary and a whole bunch of you know '90s sort of people in it. But I, I actually watched that film. I quite I, I loved it, and. Um, uh, obviously, I've heard about the films over the years, and but there was an image uh, of Barbara Windsor from this from this particular movie, you know, holding a bosom, black and white image that I have seen throughout my whole life, and it's loomed large, this image, <laughs> and this is the mm. film it comes from. So, you know, we'll get into that. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> babs. Babs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Babs. It, it, it's funny how they've all got.
0: Uh, I don't, and it must just be. Is it just this particular film that everyone's character name, like their first name's the same as their actual name?
1: No, they oh, seem to do that quite yeah. a bit, don't they? That they? happens. Right. A bit. <laughs>
2: okay. Like, fuck it.
1: <laughs> Particularly with Sir James. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, they've yeah. talked yeah. about him being, you know, very close, allegedly very close to his. Uh, mm, Personality, so, <laughs> so he's not really acting. That's what they've said. They've said that he's not. Um, I, don't know. I don't know. Well, no. they just found him in a bar somewhere and went, "Do that." Yeah, I guess, so. I guess so. so. There's a lot of characters who seem to just have their name as their name. Well, yeah, particularly yeah. when they're bigger than the like, because I mean, it seems like Barbara Windsor is so is so larger than life that she might as well be Babs. Mm. You know? Like yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just that, you know. And same with mm. same as Steve James. Yeah,
0: but they do. They do. Make the names amazing with the, the surnames, though. You know, Sid Boggle, yeah. Joan Fussy,
2: Charlie uh, Muggins,
1: Doctor yeah. Kenneth Soper. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that is a that is brilliant. That is funny in a way that you can't even talk about. Doctor <laughs> yeah. Kenneth Soper. You know, <laughs> so good.
3: If you are thinking of a holiday under canvas this year, wait. It would surprise me if we didn't have a drop a rain. You had to open your big mouth. We might be able to help you decide to carry on camping. I knew I shouldn't have eaten those radishes. Good
4: morning, Dr. Soper. Are we all loaded?
3: Good <laughs> off. A camping holiday is a whole lot of fun, oh. it and ensures up. good, healthy exercise. And up gives you a new lease of life. Well, if this is paradise, give me help. <laughs> and helps you to make new friends. I wonder if he's offended about something. <laughs> the hilarious comedy crew are here again as they carry on camping. And causing chaos and confusion wherever they go. Sidney James as Sid Boggle, Joan Sims as Joan Fussy.
4: I suppose you'd rather we sat here or all stark naked. Wouldn't bother me. It would if your ice lolly fell in your lap.
3: Kenneth Williams as Dr. Zoper, Hattie Jakes as Miss Haggard. Don't rush me. I think you'll find it's worth
4: waiting for. Mm. What was that? Only oh, a cow. Are you absolutely sure that's a cow? I should know. I used to milk them when I was little. Well, I wouldn't try milking that one. It's only got one tap.
3: <laughs> Betty Marston as Harriet Potter. Terry Scott as Peter Potter.
4: Hello. Hello. What's a nice girl like you doing with an old cow? I'm taking her to the bull. To the bull. Oh. Couldn't your father do that? No, it has to be the bull.
3: Has to be the m- Charles Hotry as Charlie Muggins. And... Barbara Winston Leen. as Babs. Leen. And... Lean. Oh. Peter Butterworth as Joshua Fiddler. Bernard Breslaw as Bernie oh, So. Evening. Dillis Lay as Anthea Meeks. Oh, oh, We're sure that after this brief preview of A Holiday of a Lifetime, you'll be off like a shot to see Carry On Camping. So,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, the synopsis, I think. What, what, happened, what, what, what happened in this movie? Disgusto, Sid Boggle and his
0: friend, Bernie Lugg, played by Sid James and Bernard Breslow, are partners in a plumbing business. The film opens with the pair and their girlfriends, the prudish Joan Fussy, played by Joan Sims, and the meek Anthea Meeks, played by Dylas Lay. Lay. Uh, They're at the cinema watching a documentary about a nudist camp called Paradise. Sid has the idea of holidaying there as a group and hopes the camp will help the girls, how do we say? Loosen up a little bit, because let's face it, the girls are frigid. Sid easily gains Bernie's cooperation in the scheme, which they attempt to keep secret from the girls. So they travel to the campsite, and after paying the membership fees to the owner, the money-grubbing farmer Josh Fiddler, Sid realises it's not the camp scene in the film, but merely a standard family campsite. To add to their disappointment, it is no paradise, but instead a damp field. The only facilities being a basic, a very basic toilet and a washing block. Uh, they reluctantly agree to stay uh, after Fiddler refuses to give them a refund and the girls approve of the place. There is further disappointment when the two frigidaires won't share a tent with the boys. Sid and Bernie soon get their uh, soon set their sights on a bunch of young sex-starved foxes on a school camp. Sid and Bernie soon set their sights on a bunch of young sex-starved foxes on a school camp from the Chaste Place finishing school. The ringleader of the girls is a blonde, busty, and bouncy Babs, who's up for a good time. It seems with any man, regardless of age or dental hygiene. <laughs> in charge, <laughs> in charge of the girls is the closeted Dr. Soper who is aggressively pursued by his lovelorn colleague, the school's matron, Miss Haggard. In one outstanding scene, Dr Soper leads an outdoor aerobic session during which Babs' bikini top flies off and he catches it. There are other characters at the campsite too. There's Peter Potter, who loathes camping and is often injured, quite often in the butt. Uh, Peter endures his jolly yet domineering and sexually uninterested wife, Harriet, who has a distinctively irritating laugh.
2: (laughs) I'm so glad you said that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the naive first time camper and ultra moocher, Charlie Muggins, uh, who often cock blocks Peter by getting in between him and his wife. Chaos ensues when a group of hippies arrive in the field next to the campsite for a noisy all-night rave led by a band called the Flower Buds. The campers uh, club together and successfully drive the ravers away, but all the schoolgirls leave with them. Not all is lost for Bernie and Sid, however, as their girlfriends finally agree to move into their tent for what will definitely not be the fuck of a century. (laughs) Their joy is short lived when Joan's mother turns up, but Anthea lets loose a goat that chases Mrs Fussy away, hopefully giving them enough time to get down and dirty tent style. Meanwhile, Peter vows to Harriet that this camping holiday will most definitely be their last. So ends Carry On Camping. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so this film is pretty light on plot. It's basically just, you know, little little vignettes of these different character groups and how they come together at the campsite. Um, so it, it, the reviews I'll talk about much later, but yeah, it's been criticised for being fairly light on plot. Mm. But does it matter?
1: Well, no, it doesn't, because uh, you know, comedy has uh, only one function, and that is to make you laugh. And you know, uh, sometimes you can have a tightly scripted comedy, and and that's perfectly fine. And and you know, you have those comedies that work that. You know work without the gags you can have something like fletch which if you took technically if you took the gags out it would still be a detective story you know you can, mm. can you can do that or you can you can do anchorman where you you have a very loose plot um and and then sort of you know fill it with with character and and charm and lines and vignettes and whatever so you know uh and particularly when you when you veer into the bit of the more surreal it, it's fine as well so I mean the I mean the Marx Brothers, for goodness sakes. I mean, like, you know, Duck Soup is is acknowledged as being one of the greatest comedies of all time and that that um, you know, is is a fairly loose, simple plot. Mm. So I don't know. I I find those charges to be that's generally something I would expect from a, a garden guardian reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they would go, Oh, well, you know, that was a bit light on plot, and you go, sorry, <laughs> did you realize the point of this movie? Or? you know like for goodness sakes Mm. and i say i this is a cancelable thought that i've had so there's a scene when um uh the one of the teachers falls down coming out of a a room and accidentally slips off you know uh babs's ninety, and she goes oh and like covers it covers her her front uh i would just say that a nighty popping o- eye open of its own accord and sort of bosoms <laughs> appearing from nowhere, I, I I wish this would happen every day of my life. <laughs> and if they said, if someone came to me like a genie or something and said, you know, I'll give that to you, but every, <laughs> but every time it happens you lose one day of your life, I tell you what, I'd spend big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want to see them titties all day, every day. <laughs> well, at least once a day. Babs, if you, if you will.
1: Yes, <laughs> so good. Anyway, that's me cancelled. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Suddenly, Sally's shyness and natural timidity vanished. And forgetting all about her strict convent training, she stepped out from her tent as naked and free as nature intended.
4: That's quite enough of that, thank you. What's the matter with you?
3: You told us this film was all about camping. Well, it is. Those are tents, aren't they? Not what you're looking at. If you're going on a camping you know, holiday, it only makes sense you should find out what it's all about.
4: Well, in fact, what you're going to
3: learn from this. As a matter of fact, I'm making a mental note of all the equipment they got.
4: Yes, especially hers.
0: Shh. Well, I, I think the film opens with a bang, doesn't it? It's showing mm. this documentary on a nudist, uh, a nudist camping site somewhere, and you've got you've got Sid and his and his good mate sitting there with their
1: dates, who are obviously mortified that they're watching this. This film. Well, there's a couple of things because I think they've sidestepped the senses because at the time there was I think there was a a, a bit of a grey area with educational films.
2: Ah, oh, right.
1: So that's why we see full titties. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I love it how they're just old as fuck though. <laughs> All of them. Well, and they still won't put out, even though they're really old. (laughs) But they're playing. They're
0: playing
1: younger, younger characters.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: but they still look old.
1: (laughs) Ricky's so generous. He's so generous. He's like, oh, but you know, they're playing young. (laughs) (laughs) That works on the on theatre. You've got a sort of a stage (laughs) age. But but this is a film. We're right (laughs) next to these people. No, but that's that's the whole thing about
0: the Carry On franchises that they they. used the same- It's like mm. an ensemble cast. It is like a theatre show or like a review or something, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, they
1: kept coming back to the same uh cast of, mm. of actors, you know. Yeah, but think about this. Okay, think about this. Sid James in this movie <laughs> is younger than Tom Cruise is today. What? <laughs> He's no, 55 no. and Tom Cruise is 59. That guy is not 55, You surely. need to- Wake up and smell a coffee. <laughs> He's 55. He's had a rough like, life. That's the real that fucking That has had a rough life. <laughs> he has. Look, because he died like seven years later or something. Oh, so, and he was like 62 or something. So he did some quick maths. And, um, yeah, so Tom Cruise 59. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. 55. Jesus Christ. That's wild. I, I thought he was at least in his 60s. Well, it's. His age in this movie is, is so inappropriate and disgusting <laughs> <No>. that, <laughs> no. that it's a masterpiece. Yes. Like, uh, it's such an affront to everything <laughs> in society. Like, even, like, because, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we where you'd have entrapment, like Sean Connery, a million years old, and Catherine Zeta-Jones, or in in, in the line of fire, like Clint Eastwood, like, fucking 65 or whatever, and Rene Russo's in it. Like, what well, that wasn't that long ago, but... This even is this is beyond a joke. He is like, he is retired. Looking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just. And the mum doesn't mention it at all. So <laughs> the mum looks younger than him. The mum looks younger than him. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's well,
0: ridiculous. Well, the mum probably the, the actress who played the mum probably is younger. Yeah. Because she's only a couple of years older than 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 uh, who's the person that plays Jane? the daughter. Joan, yeah,
1: I know. So, the, <laughs> I just think the age is just so it's so striking, like, um, you know, because it's we've we've covered this still sort of stuff. This was yeah. in Hard Bodies, mm. like, in Hard Bodies, it the, the, there was a plot line involving um gross old men <laughs> and it tipped us over <laughs> into a different deal, you know. All, like,
0: all the blokes in this film are either pervert creeps or. Or closeted gays, really? Oh,
2: All the Femmes. It, yeah. In every
1: movie, they're always fems. There's Femme's.
0: only there's only two types of dudes, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, but what's the deal? What's the deal with are these men gay? The the game are
2: they gay? I don't get it. But like, oh, I love it. Muggins was by far my. <laughs> Favorite character.
1: Oh, he's, he's
0: so scrawny.
1: Oh his legs. What's up with his legs? Looks oh like he's God. never walked, like like they've atrophied to nothing. You he's know? sort of like born for shorts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like just put him in shorts and have the little stalks sticking out of the bottom.
4: Oh, excellent. Well done, Nation. Uh, well, it seems a little bit rickety, Doctor. Is it? Yes, well, of course, it's fairly easy to get it up. It's getting it to stay up. That's what counts. Oh, of course, you haven't pegged it down properly. Oh, of course. You must forgive me, Doctor. I've never done it before. Yeah, so you told me earlier. Excuse me. Oh, Doctor, I suppose you haven't room for me. Room for you? Yes, well, you see, I happen to have lost my tent. My dear man, these tents are all for young girls. Oh, well, I'm not fussy. Well, I am. Oh. Well, what about the little one at the far end? That, sir, is my habitat. Oh, I do beg your pardon. Do you know I thought that you and she... <laughs> certainly not. Oh, well, in that case, I don't mind sharing with her. Well, you're certainly not fussy.
0: Now, I, I love Charlie Muggins, but my favourite is actually... <laughs> Kenneth Williams. Kenneth, yeah, Kenneth Soper, Dr Soper. Oh,
2: yes. Delightful. Well, mm. well he's
1: he's one of the heartbeats of the series, Kenneth Williams. Mm. Mm, he's you know, proper. He is yeah. proper. Mm. He's just
0: so funny. Like uh the the, the nasal voice, you mm. know, the huge gaping nostrils. <laughs> um it looks like something that uh that you'd find in a in a roll dial book or something, you know. This huge sort of
1: high born accent.
0: Yeah, this prudish, yeah. closeted demeanor, you know
2: <laughs> the facial expressions.
1: Yeah. Mm. I think there's probably whole books written about the closet experience of these movies, you know? Like mm. like because it's I don't know. Like they never they certainly never say the word gay in these movies. Mm. They never like they there's say a lot queer. Of... Not not in this
0: particular movie.
1: But, but do, do they, they don't one. mean it in that way though. Do they, mm. they, they just mean like strange how queer. Yeah. Oh how queer.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, but
1: they I think still they're d- they're using it in that way, like to mean straight. <laughs> not in the way, not not in uh, today's parlance, which yeah. is, you know, I've got I've got blue fingernails. Um, I'm, queer. I'm queer. Oh, I've got a husband. Oh, but, but I'm I'm <laughs> a six lesb- kids. But I'm a yeah. lesbian theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit interesting, you know. No, it's not like that. I think
0: no. yeah. I, I mean, it's it's confusing because the term nowadays just even it's even confusing now how they use the term, but. Yeah, I guess we'd have to investigate how it was used back then, but
1: but there's something so funny about that because I mean obviously the the comedy comes from the fact that the, that these these men are repressed and mm. and they're not being free and they're not being you know which but we know at the time that would unless you were in maybe some showbiz circles or or whatever, we know that wouldn't have been okay. Mm. So it's so strange like like you know, what is a what did a punter Think of of like you know like they they'd sort of go, they'd see these 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 clearly you know flaming homosexuals mm. you know hiding you know and, and and sort of buttoning themselves down. I I just find that it's it's such a strange. I mean it's hilarious.
2: And playing against someone so traditionally masculine like Sid James.
1: Yes, it's it's. Mm
2: really interesting
1: and there's something that they, but yeah I mean you, you also the, the the idea of like women trying to race them off is mm. funny as well yeah. yeah
0: yeah well that's having having Babs and her girlfriend like just fawning over Sid and wanting to hang out with him you know are they that starved for action that they've got to go after Sid boggle Sid boggle yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well no it's it's come on you've got to look at the plot we are told from the beginning that babs is um up is, for it up for it she's <laughs> yeah she's a de- she's a dead sir you know like she's ready to go ready to, re- built for speed whatever however you want to say it <laughs> okay she's, it's all there it's
2: a good old-fashioned cat fight
1: yeah, oh, I love that, that, that beginning. <laughs> yeah. So good. What an intro. Yeah.
2: I don't think we've seen a cat fight in our side boob history.
1: No. 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 Actually, this might be the first one. Yeah. Maybe there was some mud wrestling in stripes, but, oh, yeah. but not a cat fight. No. Mm. This this
0: seems like quite realistic as well, I've got to say. Teach you to call me
1: a cow, you old bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did seem realistic but the chick she was <laughs> fighting was was fucking 45 as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was like what
2: fucking school are these people at <laughs>
1: yeah actually maybe that's part of the way they get away with everything and maybe yeah. that's what we need to get back to as well yeah. because we used to do that um this type of casting as early uh, as recently as you know um you know, Scream and Dawson's Creek and all that. Like, mm. yeah, I think that what we used to understand was when you get high school kids and, you, and they're thirty or whatever, like Rizzo and Skeet Ulrich and whatever. Like, you, you, you you've got full latitude mm. because of because of the actor's age to do what you to do what you will. You know, yeah. Whereas yeah. now it's so a literal, and therefore mm. you get the you get very um, well, very uninteresting stories because yeah. you're you know you can't um, you know be transgressive. Mm. You know, yeah, about their stories. It's got to be. It's always moralistic. Mm. You know. Well, it makes me think of this uh Martin Short film called
0: Clifford. Have you ever seen Clifford? Oh
1: my god, I've seen
0: Clifford. <laughs> yes, I've seen <laughs> Clifford. He's playing like an eight, Martin Short plays like an eight year old kid. <laughs> I remember it being he's really
1: so funny. funny. I remember it's it being really, really funny. funny. Oh, we have to do
2: that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's do Clifford. <laughs> I remember that being so weird. Really funny. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> He's like,
0: he's like a problem child, like, (laughs) like devil child, you know, but again, you know, you, you see him and you're like, Sure, Martin Short's always had kind of like a childlike quality to him, but he, there's no way he's passing it as an eight-year-old. But that's what makes it funny. Mm. So I guess it's the same in the other direction, you know. And and we grew up watching Full Frontal and Fast Forward, you know, the the comedy sketch shows here in Australia, and you know they did that stuff all the time. Like mm. people would be playing little kids, or they'd be playing Kylie Mole, Kylie Mole. you know. Moll. Kylie Moll, yeah. you know mm. So
2: I loved her when I was little. She's so good. <laughs> so
0: excellent. <laughs> excellent. <Yeah. laughs> So yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think for comedies and stuff like we should be getting back to this a little bit more. It gives you a bit more latitude to be a bit more transgressive and and racy if you if you've got thirty year olds cast as sixteen year olds, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's I don't know. There's more of a there's a there's a remove there from mm. it being because if you if you've ever been out with anyone or, or been talking to someone and you know the the topic of I don't know like. Uh, Lolita comes up, or or these sorts of you know threads in comedies, or you know, and they're just a very literal person, and you know, and it and often they go like they just call you out and they just go, well, actually, um, you know, that's sexual assault or something, and then you go, well, no, not in Lolita's case, it's a little different because it's a heavy book, but like in in comedies case, when we're talking about these sorts of comedies or high school things, and they just go, they just they just are so literal about it, and you go, mm. oh, okay, well there you go, that's I guess you know we can't talk about that comedy then yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah. so it's a conversation over you know yeah, like pretty much. like it's a killer like when someone just goes like cuz i mean what are you going to do you it's indefensible you can't say oh no babs is up for it <laughs> as we yeah. said on this podcast already babs was totally up. there it. It used to be a time when you could say you know um she's to- she's um uh uh knowing jailbait <laughs> <laughs> so, do we like Babs' hair? Because we've we've talked we've
0: discussed hair before on this show, like the Friday the Thirteenth. I only
1: noticed when she was fighting that it it had a weird cut. Mm. It's it's bizarre. It's, it's sort like- of like ha- a wedge, a big wedge. Is it? Mm. It's like a, it's like a beehive
0: crossed with a mullet or something. It's. Mm. I think it looks good.
2: I enjoyed the plaits in one scene. The one scene it was all up and then she had these random yeah. two plaits.
0: But it's like, you know, because I, I was saying to Venga, like we were talking about the hairstyle, I'm like, man, it's so much effort for such a bad look, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much effort involved to make that
1: hairdo, you know. I just I just love that she looks so healthy, you know. She looks so <laughs> like she's got a real body, you know. Oh, she's, she's hot. She's not yeah. like. Uh, white, like uh, sickly thin, you mm, know. No, yeah. not so, not a Kira Knightley, no, with that mm. pained look on her face. nightly, <laughs> Knightley, mm. you know, that fucking look that she does. Yes, I do. Yeah, and you just go, what's that
0: ludicrous film where she does a lap dance?
1: Oh, Domino, yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the not film, good. but she's uh, but yeah, she's not, she's not, it's not like Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lives, no. let's be real. Mm. So, but this. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you enjoy what we do here on the New Flesh podcast, there are a number of ways you can contribute to the success of the show. Consider supporting us financially by becoming a Patreon member and donating monthly or yearly. Alternatively, you can donate money through the Buy Me a Coffee platform. If you're strapped for cash at this point in time, there are a number of other ways to support the New Flesh. You can give us a rating or review through Apple Podcasts. These help others to find our show and help spread the word. Or you can tell your friends about us. Don't underestimate the power of a podcast recommendation. And now, back to the show.
1: This film, I feel like one of the messages for me is that, you know, sex, what I got from the film is that sex is naughty and fun, you know, and not a Greek fucking tragedy. (laughs) Like this, the new focus on sexuality today uh, uh, as we experience it with, with the the you know the alphabet soup crowd and, and whatever, it totally lacks humour.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they've got no sense of humour about sex or sexuality, like zero sense of humour. And then and look, some people in that movement might be saying, "Oh, well, that's because we're dying in the streets," <laughs> and then you go, "Okay, well." There are some legitimate, some serious legitimate issues going on, you know, with discrimination, whatever. But generally speaking, the people who scream out aren't the ones, you know, experiencing said discrimination. Mm. They're on TikTok just being. The, the difference is that their view of sexuality, they're smug and neurotic and entitled and bizarre. So they've got no sense, no sense of humour about it, mm. you know. So I think that what this, these films and uh, give you is sort of a, it's a romp, you know what mm. I mean? We've we talked about this before. We the, the, There's something going on today where we seem to be frightened of the romp, mm. the sex romp, you know? Like we were too focused on, um, uh, you know, consent laws, which are well-meaning and I'm sure there's, there's legitimate discussions and whatever to have about them. But does that need to enter every discussion mm. about, you know any any representation of sex? Oh well, actually, uh, I hadn't heard the word consent uh, before fucking two years ago. I did it, mind you, like I've you know engaged in it. Like I wasn't like you know a raper. <laughs> I wasn't AJ AJ AJ. I wasn't I wasn't a raper. Wasn't
0: you a were not a rapistador.
1: <laughs> I wasn't a I wasn't a rapistador. <laughs> however, however, I'm just saying that. People like you know, there's, it, it's one of those discussions that is just that is all-consuming, and you go, "Yeah, that's a policy discussion. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about that. It's carry on, film. You know, mm. like I'm not to, again. with this is our first <laughs> back to our first episode. Like you know, uh, uh, a manual for your life. Like like is yeah. Sid Bogle is he <laughs> your mentor in life? <laughs>
2: you know, Charlie Muggins is mine. <laughs>
1: yeah. well, Charlie gets away with a lot <laughs> He's such a moocher
2: He is And the way
1: he
0: like ends up staying in the tent with um, the potters
2: Sleeping in between them
0: I know <laughs> That was creepy no. No, sir, you mustn't
4: do that Please You keep on doing that you'll. Oh. Oh, hello. Miss Dobbin, what on earth is the meaning of this? I'm sorry, Mr. Short. The gentleman kept touching things. That's quite right. You see, I've been bursting to know what it's like inside a tent. I see. All right, Miss Dobbin, I'll attend to this customer. Thank you, sir. Splendid girl, and so helpful. Do you know she's been showing me how to stick the pole up?
0: I I love his introduction, though, like he's at the camping store. And he's just inside the tent with the saleswoman. You don't know who's in there, but it's just the tent is like flailing around and, you know. And he says, he just loves getting in those awkward situations.
1: No, but he says, people. he says, so I was, I'm was i desperate. I'm desperate to see the inside of a tent. Yes. Is he talking about a pussy? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think AJ? he is. Hey, yes. Jay. Pussy.
2: Yes
1: Okay, was She
0: was helping me with the poll (laughs) Is that that what he says as well? (laughs) Uh,
1: I think I might have that written down Where is it? I've got got some stuff here Uh, uh, Oh, no, I didn't write that one down I wrote down some other other stuff I really
2: struggled with the quotes Because it's such a back and forth
0: Oh, there's so many
2: Because it was amazing It's amazingly written
1: Yeah, yeah there's so many. Well, it's endlessly quotable. I if mm. I had to if I had to pick out my favorite, I think that we should do, you know if we, we we should try and get some uh, uh, audio for the for the pod because some of the exchanges are just mm. incredible. You know, uh, so the Potters. There's one with the Potters uh, that was good. <laughs> here, here we go. Um, Mrs. Potter, the, the the his sort of uh, pr- prudish wife who's shut up shop sexually says to him. Uh, you know, no, you always enjoy your camping holiday and you're jolly well gonna have one. And you're you're just tired. Perhaps you had a bad day at the office. And he says, no, 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 no. I met this chap who'd just come back from camping in Scotland and his wife was and his wife was ravished by a wild haggis, and now they're expecting a little faggot. <laughs> I wrote that one down. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so good lines that could um like i don't know blow up the american capital like if you i just, know if you played that if you played that in Times square mushroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cloud it's a, it's a bloody flamethrower
4: no you always enjoy your camping holiday and you're jolly well going to have one you're just tired perhaps you had a bad day at the office no 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 no, no. I, I met this chap who just come back from camping in scotland and his wife was ravished by wild haggis, and now they're expecting a little
1: faggot. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good lines. So um, here's another. This one, this one's got... I'll get under my favourite bit soon, but this one, with this one, spectacular. This is great. So uh, our our favourite, uh, Mr Muggins, is wandering down the road. He encounters a, a young girl with a with a cow, and he says to her, <laughs> <laughs> "He says to her, what's a nice girl like you doing with an old cow?" And she says, "I'm taking her to the bull." Oh, couldn't your father do that? No. No, it has to be the bull. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. That's <laughs> sparkling. Sparkling.
2: And the look on his face is amazing.
1: It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's spectacular stuff. Like, you know, bring it back. Bring it yeah. all back.
4: Hello. Hello. I wonder if you could help me. Am I on the right road to Salisbury? Yes, but it's quicker if you go through the fence the and fence. across the plain. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, What's a nice girl like you doing with an old cow? I'm taking her to the bull. To the bull. Oh. Couldn't your father do that? No, it has to be the bull. It has to be the
0: <laughs> But that expression that, that he and um, Dr Soper have, like, mm. in reaction to, to some of the, the the dialogue, it's just, it's really hard to describe how, you know, like, why it's so funny. It's like they're into it, but they're horrified at the
1: same time. Mm. You know? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, when you, if you watch uh, the, some of the docos and whatnot, you, you know, you could easily expect the director who is across almost all of these films uh, to be uh, a certain type of guy, maybe a bit like Sid James or something, Look at like, you know, Gerald Thomas, you'd expect him to be a, it's just a pig man or whatever. He is a total toff, like a total toff and just like, you know, very quiet and reserved. And he talks like, yeah, like, like he's directing Chekhov and it's amazing. <laughs> Like, he's just like, you know, and he, and he, and he knows why Sid James is good. Mm. And he knows what, what like, like he said, he was talking about uh, that moment, uh, you know, well, it's uh, spectacular seeing, um, uh, you know, the, the moment of silence after Sid James gets uh, water thrown in his face. That's, that's uh, spectacular. You know, like, like <laughs> this is the sort of stuff. He, they, 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 what, I, what I guess you could forget if you watch this on TV just randomly or whatever, they know what they're doing. Mm. The director, the writer, they know what they're doing. This is not an accident, okay? This didn't just happen. There is craft going on here. These are beautifully written. These are excellently performed. Uh, You might not like the style of comedy, uh, which is up for you, and I think you probably can't be friends with us, I would assume, (laughs) that's the case, if you hate this this film entirely. But it really is, these people do know what they're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? This ain't just an amateur show mm. it's so yeah it's it, that was just a real surprise to me to see mm. that director but that, that exchange with the cow is is like it's just spectacular writing you know yeah. it's surprising that the, the i think what we've lost uh particularly now that uh, you know people have been complaining about what i'm about to say for i think since the beginning of cinema because every few years um you know sort of uh uh standards uh, mores change and, and we get more and more frankness on screen and we get more and more, you know, sexuality. I think we had fucking rimming on fucking girls, the series, mm-hmm. you know, not too long ago. So, you know, I think what you lose with some of this frankness is you lose this this artistry of of the reason that, the, that those exchanges are funny is entirely up to us. We are doing the work, you know. They just—they're doing that—that that wonderful thing, which is, um, you know, letting us join the dots. You know what I mean? To a certain degree, even though it's very straight up, to a certain degree, we're still involved. Like it's different to um, some. It's actually—it's the polar opposite to this Melissa McCarthy stuff. As, as much as I like her as a performer, I think she's in terrible movies. And this sort of babbling at the mouth, endless talking, like you know, endless—you know—just period blood gags and whatever. Like all that sort of stuff, I know I'm amalgamating her with a range of other people, but the, even even the dudes, it doesn't really matter, guys or dudes. The modern comedy is really just, you know, that that um, hangover style of mm. thing, you know, which is fine, I guess. But it's diff- this is different, completely different. Yeah, and um, I don't know, I I, I had I've had a, I had a spectacular time watching this, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh man, I miss this kind of yeah, this naughty, playful chess game. That, mm. the are, that the words that the words are involved in, you know, and 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 it's so much more enjoyable, you know. You sort of chuckle along to yourself, and I think maybe that's why stiffs don't like these movies.
2: <laughs> Even the music's playful.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's bouncy. <laughs> yeah. You're bouncing <laughs>
2: along with them. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Even when she's sick in the car, the other I can't remember what her name was. Oh, yeah, Anthea. Yeah. Like you're still bouncing, you're still having a good time.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're, what a joy! The uh,
0: the scene in the tent when Harriet is pulling the shotgun pellets out of <laughs> Peter's bum, <laughs> and we kind of see it from outside the tent, like in the shadows. Like that must have influenced the Aust- the famous Austin Powers scene. Absolutely.
1: Mm. Well, he's a big fan. He loves he loves you know British humour because of his mm. dad and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. he's he'd be all over it. Mm. Absolutely, and I guess maybe that's that's the best stuff about Austin Powers is the um is is the the, the British stuff.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. Because I was going to say that maybe Austin Powers is the the closest to this sort of humour we've had for the longest
1: time. You know. Well, I feel like we. I'm not. Although I am down on most of what's going on right now, I do believe in the in the cyclical nature of things, certain in in art especially, and I feel like eventually there will be a wonderful renaissance in comedy and we will get, you know, the dam will break. It's just that the, that some very unfunny people are ruling the roost right now, but we just need to realise how funny they are. Mm. And because this is the main point I want to maybe make about these films is that satire and comedy is the answer to what is going on today on so many fronts. So, you know, get into domestically, but let's talk, let's talk uh, um, internationally. So you want to CCP? Yep. Let's sick Matt and Trey on them more and sanction them. You know uh, to 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 do whatever they want. Where is the comedy from China? You know, satirizing uh, themselves. Mm. You know, satirizing. You know, they don't satirize anything. In fact, a tennis star came out the other day uh, and just and made and made a, a perfectly a, an allegation of, sex, uh, of sexual harassment against someone, and she was disappeared. Yeah. So that's how they do it. There is no satire over there. There's no comedy in in this sense. Uh, And so, you know. But in terms of domestically, uh, you know, liberal democracies, we've got biting satire. You know, and that's what's that's how you know a place is free. Free, yeah. You know, when when authoritarian regimes uh, don't allow satire and and, (laughs) and, you know this kind of stuff. You know, and wokesters you know funnily enough don't have a sense of humor and because they run the institutions they are seemingly mostly author- authoritarian so there's a link there you know wokes are authoritarian they have no sense of humor they don't like to be poked fun of they don't like the way that that comedy and jokes work uh you know it takes away their their power and their prestige and whatever that's why this 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 these films are a political necessity i think everyone should go on itunes get this film today <laughs> Twelve dollars. You'll mm. have fun. It's kryptonite for the for the woke elites. <laughs> yeah, they don't want you watching it. They well, don't. They, they, they but they're it. not going
2: to watch it at the same time. Well, They'll that, say don't watch it and won't watch it.
1: But like that, but the, the, that's why it's so important. You know, you just got to like. I watched it. This this film and, and all the nonsense faded away. I was like, I, d- <laughs> I did I didn't have, want to go out and and live the life of Sid Bogle. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I enjoyed watching him do his thing.
2: Yeah, I was transported back to being 8 years old. I loved it. An
1: appropriate education. <laughs> get get this. Get
0: this. I you know, through through doing research on reviews and stuff, I did notice that it it originally when it came out had an R rating. Wow. You, you can buy the D, the DVD or I think there's like a big box set of it. Uh it's now rated PG. <laughs> so how did we get from going R rated to PG? Mm. But but still, like even though it's PG, you could <laughs> you you probably couldn't play this like on a college campus somewhere because you would well be you couldn't lynched.
1: Well, mm. well, 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 you couldn't play it on a college campus because that that's the problem is that they they see everything as as a, as a, as violence, you know. But you could play it. Uh, you could almost play it, you know, at a family event. And no, and it wouldn't be a big deal, uh, mm. apart from the, the maybe the nudist scene. But because it's all um, innuendo. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. beauty of innuendo is dummies don't get it, and children don't get it. <laughs> 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 you know. Yeah. yeah. So and that's maybe why the subversive nature of it is that. The, the works and that they hate it because they're like, oh, you're making me think all these dirty things. And you say, no, 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 you're thinking them. You're mm. th- yeah. You made yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah. You're thinking it. You're making it all <laughs> up. <laughs> Nothing was said. What was said? Mm. Nothing was said. You have made it all and
2: up. And they're just sex hounds and there's no sex.
1: <laughs> but that's yeah. why it's funny. It's, yeah. This is something that Russ Meyer understood as well. And we'll cover his films another time. But, like, Russ Meyer understood, and as these guys do, that it's only funny if no one gets laid. Yeah. That's why it's funny. The moment yep. they get laid it's not funny. Mm. You know? Um or it's got to be a, 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 for a certain end, you know, but it can't yeah. it's only funny when they're desperately trying, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it
0: it, it it is implied that they get it at the end of this film. They they've worn their girlfriends down. Yeah, mm. but fucking
1: hell. They, they they're 33. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and even though Peter gets laid, Mr. Potter gets laid. It's yes. it's too for him to grow some balls. I mean, I'm getting laid. Those
1: yep. Sid Boggle and <laughs> Bernie Lug are no oil paintings. No, okay? <laughs> they're disgustos. those. But the, the fucking um, Joan and Anthea are are, are frumps. So yeah. so fucking hell just what's the, what are you what are you all waiting for? <laughs> like what are you waiting for? Like But, but listen you got to
0: think about the time as well. Even the late 60s was still quite conservative.
1: I guess so. And and the the, the time frame is 3 months. They've been on the on the make for 3 months. <laughs>
2: yeah. And she still lives at home. Mm. Well that's what <laughs> that's what would happen back then though. She's 87. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. No, I get it. I get it. But it's like, you know, seriously, the whole movie's about like, and. but she says it at the beginning. Joan says, um, I'm playing hard to get mm. or something. Yeah. Where did they fucking meet, Sid? I don't know. Like, where did Sid and Joan meet? You know? There would
2: have been double dates. It would have just been all double dates.
1: Mm. I guess so. I
2: love that they were eating icy bowls at the start.
1: <laughs> well, that <laughs> scene is so think, random. I think what we miss about that scene, contextually, is is it's a bit of a taxi driver uh, date mm. scene because it's all men in the cinema. Mm.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: um, I think it. I think the joke is sort of lost on us a bit. But I feel like they've sort of taken them to their version of a porno. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all old, old balls in yeah. there, <laughs> and just like smoke in the air, and they're sitting there sucking on their ice lollies, as they say. <laughs> Uh-huh. Watching this nude nudist film. <laughs> you told me this was all about camping. It is. They got tents, haven't they? That's not yeah, what you're yeah. looking at. Yeah. <laughs> what does
0: he say? I'm, I'm making a mental note of all the equipment they got. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the deal? What? Where did this obsession with nudist camps come from? Like, why, why do people, I mean, it's, it's obvious because people are nude, but a nudist camp would be super gross. Super gross. <laughs> Only disgustos could a nudist camp. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I always wondered that. Like um, There'd be two hot chicks and a lot of disgusting fat old men. <laughs> Well, I don't think there'd be many hot
0: chicks either. There'd be
1: a no, lot of disgusto
0: chicks as well. No, there'd
1: be like a hundred disgustos as well. But I'm just saying, like, that you'd be focusing on the on that one or two out of a hundred.
0: But the thing is, like, the way nudists sell it is is it's not a sexual thing. It's just a freedom thing. Like they feel mm. free. But what I don't understand, go on. <laughs> what I don't understand, go on, is Quite how blokes. No, is how blokes don't have boners all the time that's all the thing the time. all well, no, the time all the time <laughs> all These the old time. men <laughs> <laughs> cuz let's be honest you know men men do like a sight of a bit of flesh now speak and then. for yourself <laughs> so when it's all around you all the time like you'd be fighting that boner down like what <laughs> What a hol- What kind of holiday is that? Like having this, to fight your boner down twenty four seven. This is know?
1: this is what women are worried about. Okay, and this is actually why you just you have articulated basically the company line in Iran. You have, you have just said you have just said your boner is no no that my chubby is your problem and
2: <laughs> keep those ankles covered.
1: Yeah, keep them covered ladies. As I keep saying, like sometimes, you know, when it happens, you, I get it. You look around at the chick and you, and you what you say is you say, "Geez, just bag it up. Just no, no diggity. Bag it up." You know?
2: No doubt.
1: <laughs> but but related to this is that I noticed that Dr. Soper, um when he watches Babs go to the bus next to the other teacher, uh, he is actually the Disney Corporation because he says he's wa- he's watching, the other teacher goes, watches Babs um, butt sort of uh, shuffle off up to the bus, next to the bus, and the other teacher goes, oh, quite quite a real-world drive, eh? And then he goes, and Dr. Soper goes, yes, yeah, fascinating the way, huh? what, oh, absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, the Disney yeah. Corporation. Yeah. Disgusting. That's what I've been talking about all these weeks. That is, so Dr. Soper is Disney. Disney thinks it's disgusting. They think that Daryl Hannah's butt's disgusting. They think that Babs's butt, they just want to get rid of it all. They're like, oh, disgusting.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't think they're going to be releasing these films on Disney Plus anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking...
1: I feel like these films have sort of been memory hold a bit. Like you can get them on iTunes. Well, a bunch of them, all the best ones, but you can't get. If, let's face it, the way that the market works today, if you talk to any normal person, if they, if, if it's not on streaming, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Because if you're if you're recommending stuff as I did earlier to, on iTunes, no one's going to buy it. Mm. They pay their $10 and they're like – and so, therefore, that's why they make such a big deal of what goes on Netflix and whatever. Like, can you ever see those ad, those advertisements like Seinfeld's coming to Netflix and you're like, mm. who fucking cares? I've got them all or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. a big deal. The reason it's a big deal is because if it ain't on Netflix, it ain't nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. No but maybe
2: it. maybe it's different in the UK. Maybe people are champion. championing, championing I f- it.
1: I feel like, well. Hopefully, we'll, we'll continue on as we and, and learn a bit more as we go with these films. But I feel like they've—it's it's an interest. I want to know what the reputation is of the films today. They seem quite beloved. There's a book. There's books written. There's yeah. plaques all around the place, mm. you know, of where things were shot. But you can't ignore the way that the world's changed, you of know. Of course. And and the and so I just wonder now today, like I don't think in Sadiq Sadiq Khan's London mm. that he's <laughs> that he's proud of. Sid Boggle <laughs> yeah, and Babs, you know, like he ain't, he ain't putting a plaque outside anywhere saying this is where. Well, I think you know, she
2: was on East Enders for a long uh, time, yes, so maybe they yeah. are.
0: Well,
1: she's she's got. Does she have some sort of
0: knighthood, or what's the yes, female version of a knighthood?
1: She, she's got the the whatever the order of whatever. What she her. only
2: died last year.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a bummer. Mm. But she. Yeah.
2: Whereas everyone else has been dead for years, <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
1: That is.
0: True. This film was voted the most popular Carry On film uh, of oh. all time, and and that that poll was conducted in two thousand and eight. So I know it's it's a little bit Jesus.
1: old, that poll, but that is wow. You know the discussion would be different today. Yeah, right? for sure. Like yes. two thousand and eight. Oh my god, that was before everyone lost their fucking minds. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, I think there are a lot
1: of Brits out there that would still enjoy a carry on. Well, actually, they yeah. must—they must be because they're the people who probably voted for Brexit. Probably, you know, like who just were like, "Yeah, I think that is um that that carry on's great," you know. So, but I did on one of the docs, a guy raised a good point, uh, which I'd like to think about some more. He said that, you know, it's his view, or that he believes that at the time these movies in the mid twentieth century. This wasn't a staple of this kind of humor. wasn't a staple of the UK. Mm. That, that those oh. these movies created it, right? That they made, they brought together a few different traditions uh, in one sort of uh, 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 one stop shop. But it's only now that we look back, now that it's that thirty of them are under the uh, you know under the belt, that we go, oh, that's that's so British. But you know, allegedly that wasn't the case. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh that's interesting. Cuz they sort of took these these naughty postcards um that were a bit of a thing and combined it with with more the- like naughty theatre shows and stuff like that and combined them together. Is that right?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you know, it's got that sort of vaudeville thing, yeah. you know. So the
0: music hall
1: tradition. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Nod and a wink. Sort of stuff. Mm,
0: yeah. Well, it's amazing because they did, they made 31 of these films between 1958 and 1992. They had four TV Christmas specials, a television series of 13 episodes, and three stage plays all came out of this. Um, the last film, the 31st film, was Carry On Columbus, which John, you mentioned earlier. That was made in 1992, uh, but it only featured four. Irregular cast members from the original series of the film because i don't know a lot of them were probably dead by 1992. <laughs> they were dead. um but uh yeah i find that that it's just an a, amazing franchise it, it's the largest number of films of any british series uh and it's the second longest uh british film series um although it does have that 14 year break between 1978 and 1992 um so james bond is the only franchise that that beats it in terms of length but uh you know sort of over the years but bond only has uh i've got it written here 25
1: films so there's 31 of these oh right Mm, and speaking of a yeah franchise that needs to you know maybe have a good fucking look at itself
0: (laughs) well yeah i was thinking that actually because i was reading that that a lot of the the crew members that worked on the Carry On films also worked on all the James Bond films because they all shot sort of out of Pinewood Studios. and Yes. Um, and, yeah, I was thinking Bond used to be quite funny. Like, I've got a really fond spot for the Roger Moore, James Bond films. Yes. Probably because they're the first ones I kind of started watching as a kid, but they are the funniest.
1: They're the easiest to watch when you're a yeah, kid as well. Right? And, and
0: he camps it up, you know, and I sort of miss that a little bit, you know. Yes. Like like you look at the Bond series now, they're so fucking serious, you know. It's like even the look of them, they've they've got that sort of dark cinematography and mm. which I guess was cool when they first started going down that track. But I feel like it needs to be a bit more bit more fun, a bit more humor.
1: Yeah. Well I guess maybe there was something going on at Pinewood Studios, you know. Because I actually remember that image that I talked about at the beginning of Babs was in this book I had on uh Pinewood Studios. I'm like, I just one of those random books your parents have, you know, I don't know what the fuck they had it for. But it and it just had images from everything shot Pinewood. Yeah. From Roger Moore. There was an image of him from For Your Eyes Only. And there's like stuff from Superman and you know Sean Connery and Babs. And maybe there's there's something, you know, about that studio that uh, you know, at the time was just feeding across all of those everything shot there, you know. And mm-hmm. um yeah, but it ain't ain't so now. So, you know, but I hope they revive this, this series. I really do. But, but it's, it's going to take people with balls of steel, balls of steel to just go. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about you. And you want a good job. Well, yeah, you do. You do want a good job. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I just feel like they're going to, there's just too much noise now. And again, it's the, it's internet and social media you just can't no, nothing gets off the ground nothing happens mm. because people complain people go i read the script of carry on covid and <laughs> it's offensive <laughs> you know oh it's a offen- they made jokes about the vaccine you know yeah. or whatever you know? <laughs>
2: so it jokes about boris
0: about boris, <laughs> boris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, but do you think do you think uh sort of new organizations like the daily wire who are planning to get out there and and start making TV shows and stuff like that? Do you you hold out any faith that that they would be able to do something
1: like this in the future? No, because here's, see, this is the problem with when you go full Robin. So (laughs) (laughs) when, when you do Daily Wire and all that, like on one level it's good because it's independent and if it's an action film, that's great. You know, one thing that 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 people who are properly conservative, socially conservative, aren't into, and that's titties, and that's and that's they're not they're not down with OPP, you know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know me.
1: (laughs) They're not. They're not. They're not. They don't. They're they're like they they're into like you know, you know, not watching porn and stuff. Like they don't just do no nut November, they do, they do <laughs> no nut um, lifetime, <laughs> except with my wife to make children, and so that's that's a very different tradition.
2: Kind of like Charlie Muggins, yeah, <laughs> asexual Charlie Muggins.
1: That's right. So it's a different sort of deal. I mean, what do you think? You think that like that if they make this sort of, I mean, you know, they're working with Gina Carano or something. That's different than yeah, than than. You know, having jokes about, you know, having sex with a a man having sex with a bull or a cow. <laughs> or <whatever. laughs> you know? I
0: it I guess it depends on how involved they are. You know, w- w- whether they're just there to finance good good comedians to do their work, or whether they they're going they're going to want to sift through scripts and. No, stuff No, you've like got to be you real.
1: Know? You've got to be real. Like this current thing that's going on. This this strange bedfellows thing we've got going on now is is limited because we all hate the extreme left but you know if remember what it was like in the year 2000 or thereabouts it was you, you remember that it was like uh, there was a, more of a social conservatism in America at the time you know Bush and all that and the right had more power and, and in the 90s it was the same what do you get you get bans on Marilyn, Marilyn Manson you get bans on you know sex and violence and video games that's what that that's always that's in the DNA of the right do you know what I mean so the DNA of the right is they're they once the the loons on their end get hold of things, they're like right now let's ban Grand Theft Auto, you know. Mm. Whereas um, the loons on the left that that are currently in charge, they're like you know I don't know I don't know what the, they're they're they banning shit for different reasons. Yeah, you know. Well, they'd ban Grand Theft Auto,
0: auto because it, it it's misogynistic or it's yes you know there's
1: not enough diverse. Characters. Yeah, or something. There's not enough people of color in it. There's not enough, like you know, lady dicks mm. in it. I guess. But
0: but let's not forget that that in our grandparents' generation, like you couldn't you couldn't go and stay in a hotel with with a, a girl like a person of the opposite sex, like your girlfriend or whatever. You'd have to prove that you were married to them. Mm. You know, yes. shit
1: like that. You sort of null no coward play sort of brief encounter stuff yeah
0: where, where yeah where you have to sort of pretend you're married or you have to sort of hide or or sneak them in that sort of thing whereas
1: yeah. look now you could have like you know toggled fucking tinder at the beginning of this pod and be getting yo dick sucked like right now while you're talking to me and everyone <laughs> who's listening, everyone who's listening and be like yeah that's that's the normal
2: <laughs> isn't that what's happening
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I heard his voice go up a few times,
1: huh? <laughs> like like comment on Assad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> many many things. <laughs> uh, so one of my favourite bits in this movie, by far, is the farmer's daughter. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, I love this scene so much. This is back. There's three different parts that made me laugh out loud, like uncontrollably. So the first, so the the setup is. Uh, Muggins goes over to, to a farmer's house uh, just to get some lodging. And the farmer says, you know, you can't stay here, basically drags him inside and accuses him of, in a previous visit, of, of knocking up his daughter who's sitting there. it's not true, obviously. But um, uh, when he's gone, uh, the, the farmer says to his daughter, just give me his name. That's all I want out of you, his name. And she says, I can't. I never knew his name all that money I spent on a posh education trying to make a lady out of you, and you haven't even got the manners to ask with who am I having the pleasure?
4: (laughs) Yes? Hello. Uh, I've had a spot of bother with my tent, and I wondered whether you could let me have a room for the night.
3: Oh, did you? I suppose you want me to say yes, but you'll have to share it with my daughter, (laughs) eh? I expect you've heard that
4: one about the traveller who stopped at the... I've not
3: only heard it, I've had it. Come in here, Ooh. here, girl. Is this the one? Is this responsible?
4: What that? You must be
3: joking. <laughs> here, have you ever been with my daughter
4: before? Actually, no. Uh, but if the offer still holds, home... never
3: mind. Just get out and don't come back. Oh, all right. I'm sorry
4: to have knocked you up.
3: Is that meant to be funny? No, why? Because it was a passing tramp like you that got her into trouble. Oh, you
4: don't say. Nothing serious, I hope.
3: (laughs) Get, Get out! Get out! unless You want my 12 more of your backside?
4: Father, you can't go on attacking every man that comes here.
3: Just give me his name. That's all I want out of you, his name. I can't. I never knew his name. All that money I spent on a posh education trying to make a lady out of you and you haven't even got the manners to ask With whom am I having the pleasure?
1: Amazing. (laughs) But the best one is when Potter comes around to get some milk and he says, uh, knocks on the door and the farmer opens it up and he says, ah, I came here once before, you know. Ah, you did, eh? Yes, but you weren't here, though. Uh, Just the young lady. She gave me a bit. Oh, she did, did she? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and it was very nice, too. That's why I've come back for some more. By gum, you've got you've got a nerve! Oh, oh, don't misunderstand me. I'm quite willing to pay for it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way he says, um, uh, "You weren't here though." Just a young lady. She gave me a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: She gave me a bit. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I think that should be um a test like i should bring that around on, on a mobile and just play it yeah for someone and if they go oh, oh that's that's well that's disgusting or, yeah you know, just go oh oi, oi, oi. What, what do you think of this hey what do you think uh, of this yeah just, what do you think of that and then they go if they go i love it i'll go well now we can kick it
2: <laughs> but if they hate it and they say I'm going to read my poetry now about (laughs) being divorced for 12 years. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Good evening, sir. I was
4: wondering if I could have some milk. Milk, is it? Yes. I came here once before, you know. Oh, you did, eh? Yes. But you weren't here, though. Just a young lady. And she gave me a bit.
3: Oh, she did, did she?
4: Yes. Yes. And it was very nice, too. That's why I've come back for some more.
3: Oh, you've got a nerve.
4: Oh, don't misunderstand me, please. I, I'm quite willing to pay for it this time. I'll, I'll kill
3: you!
0: So, I'm dying, Astro, for some Keeper or Creeper.
1: Oh, Keeper or Creeper, yes. Well, AJ, uh, well, you know, I, I think um, there's, there's a few people, a few candidates, I think. you know. Well, let's start with... Uh, Kenneth Williams as Dr. Kenneth Soper, you know, headmaster at the, the chase school for girls refined, uh, maybe, um, you know, uh, he won't be, uh, knocking your door down in the middle of the night, if I had to say so. So that, that might appeal to you. I don't know. So I think, um, he's got a lot going for him. As I say, refined, um, you know, good job and whatnot. Um, keeper or creeper.
2: Um I think that he wouldn't he wouldn't understand my advances.
1: Oh so so that unfortunately if there's no third option so creeper. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the awkward thing is with Keeper or Creeper is that you that's might right. not be necessarily be a creeper, but Creeper, you get rewarded. Uh, <laughs> Bernard Breslaw as Bernie Lug, you know, he's a part business owner, plumber. Uh, he's a big unit. Um,
2: he is tall, and that is a big thing for women these days. Tall,
1: balding?
2: Yes. Um,
1: so <laughs> now I, so I can sense in your voice that you know this is a little bit like Gus from Basic Instinct. There's something about Bernie <laughs> Lugg that you'd like.
2: Well, I like that his name is Lug because <laughs> he is thick as a brick.
1: Yeah, he is. but
0: that, that that's endearing in a way. You know, he's a he's a lovable simpleton
2: yeah
1: that's no, he, but he is easily led on sexual misadventure, <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't know he clearly just like lenny and of Men, doesn't know right from wrong no <laughs> and that's not always a good thing in a man no so keeper or creeper
2: apart from the height creeper
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> all right that's, i'm that's- not a
2: heightist, though
1: Well, let's (laughs) test that. I reckon if we could get someone short and, you know, set you up, I think you'd be, I don't know what Frank would do, but he'd he'd, he'd just watch or something. Probably. (laughs) So what do we got next? We have uh, Charles Hortree as Charlie Muggins, free spirit, adventurous, independent. Um, You know, for some reason going on his first camping adventure at like fucking 60 or 55 or whatever, again, um he, he's so, he'll weirdly, I think, be, he's at, sometimes hands-on and sometimes hands-off. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Keep um, guessing. But he says at the tent at the camping store after he molests the girl in the tent, splendid girl and so helpful. She's been showing me how to stick the pole up. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he gets a lot of stuff for free. So I think that, that might. That's true. That could That could work in his favour. Um, as I say, he's quite resourceful in that way, maybe, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. He, he does seem very independent.
2: He's he's definitely a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like a weird elfish uncle.
1: Uh, like- <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, that's, that's uh, him. And finally, we have Sid James as Sid Boggle, uh, business owner, cheeky, again, resourceful, focused, but going, he wants something, he goes after it. And, you know, that might be um, seeing underage girls in the shower <laughs> or it might be taking you, tricking you into going to a nudist colony.
2: <laughs> but at least Sid's always up for a good time. Like um, Peter Potter is yes. not up for a good time.
1: Well, I didn't even put Potter on the list.
2: Yeah, but he's just a downer. Yeah. So whereas at least City's cheeky.
1: He is cheeky. And I've just figured out this is how those those dreadful guys have partners, is they (laughs) sort of win you over like that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So even
2: though his face, what did someone describe him in the in a doco as an unmade bed. Yes. His face. Well, AJ,
1: maybe I need to, before we ask the question, I need to uh, inform you. Um, uh, he is an old man. Yes. <laughs> so don't expect to spend a long, long time. It would be a good time, not a long time. Okay? Now that might appeal okay. to you, so I don't know. <laughs> Keeper or creeper?
2: Creeper.
1: <laughs> Good. We've Good. come to
2: the end of 2021 and I still haven't found my keeper yet. I
1: know. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's bound to continue. There's, 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 I blame the films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trivia. Is there trivia for this movie? Of course there is. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. So it was uh, filmed during a rainy autumn that produced a lot of mud and uh, this can be seen quite a lot through the film, actually, uh, including people sinking and slipping. Uh, but to hide the mud, green paint was used. Also, leaves had to be stuck back onto the trees and sprayed green in order to recreate summer, which sounds like a big ball ache for the, uh, for the art like department. looked like a
1: normal you know. English summer to me.
0: Yeah, no, but it was autumn, so so the trees didn't have any leaves on them. Right. It premiered in Hull in England uh people were literally queuing around the block to see it it was the highest grossing film in the uk in 1969. wow wonderful that's nice yeah uh the famous bra flying scene when babs and the girls are doing the exercises it caused a little bit of problems for barbara windsor um her bra was connected to a fishing line and an old stage hand was to pull it off at a given time but he pulled her over into the mud and when it was successfully done, as she was uh, determined to keep covered up at all costs, um, but then uh, Kenneth Williams says, "Matron, take them away," and so uh, Matron grabs her arm, uncovering her for all to see. The yell she lets out at this point is real. So I think, I think her right titty pops out.
1: No, I believe we see uh, the namesake of this podcast. We see. Mm. Oh, we see side, boob. side We bob. do. Bob. Mm.
2: So and Babs that's... didn't get out her babs really. Didn't want to anyway.
1: No, but
0: <laughs> but it did take a few takes because it did did result in too much being seen, mm. right? Um, yeah, lewd, lewd. That's <laughs> right. Mm. So there was actually um, an early um, example of product placement in this film too. So they actually made a deal with Saxa Salt, and there was oh. a blatant product placement. You know when um, Muggins gives. Um, Harriet Potter, the, the potter's something to contribute because he's been mooching and he gives them that packet of salt. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's actually an endorsement. Um, it was unusual in the UK in the 1960s to have that sort of product placement, uh, but with the James Bond films also being made at Pinewood Studios, uh, they already had product placement agreements sort of in place for their films, uh, so it was starting to become the norm. Um, so there are some carry-on films that appear to have also product placement are from Rothman Cigarettes and Johnny Walker Whiskey.
2: Mm, I saw the Johnny Walker.
0: Yeah,
1: Presumably the things that that killed Sid at the age of (laughs) (laughs) 62.
0: So the actor Terry Scott, who plays Peter Potter, was suffering with hemorrhoids during filming.
2: Oh, fuck.
0: So not only was he constantly being hurt in the ass, (laughs) he was hurting in the ass. Disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. Yeah. Now I love this little next bit of trivia here. So uh, here are some of the film's foreign language titles. Okay, so in the Netherlands we had Girls Camping. In Poland we had Holidays Let's Go. In Spain we had Control Yourself Hiker. <laughs> uh, in Portugal <laughs> I'm
2: start saying that to people. <laughs>
0: control Yourself Hiker. <laughs> in Portugal we had the trouble with camping. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and this is my favorite one from South America. I want a nudist girlfriend. <laughs> Simple.
2: Straight to the point.
0: Yeah. I,
1: want it. I want a nudist girlfriend.
0: Uh, so, my last bit of trivia here. I'm a bit sad about this one. There was a planned film called Carry On Down Under <gasps> for 1981. Uh, Gerald Thomas did some location scouting whilst on holiday in Australia and he spoke to the Australian Film Commission. The production was abandoned when financing fell through. Uh, but they had a complete script written uh, and it's included in a book called 50 Years of Carry On.
1: Oh my God. I feel like we should make it.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we could crowdfund to, to make this film.
1: Carry on Down Under. Carry on Down Under. That would be on so down under.
0: Well, it's already the script is there.
1: I don't know. How old is it? 50 years old? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, surely there's enough carry-on fans out there that you
1: could crowdfund this. Probably. I think you probably could, actually. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk to them. Mm. <laughs> so in terms of Me Too, uh, oh. you know, there's a, obviously there's a lot of incidental things. We'd be here for two years. You know. <laughs> I went through everything. But, um, yeah, just, I think just a couple of things. So maybe, maybe some major charges and then, then, then a, a bit of counterpoint. So I think the first thing for me, secrets and lies. Uh, Sid and Bernie are involved in a grooming conspiracy, uh, a sexual entrapment, if you will. They lie to Joan and Anthea to, to get them to go to a nudist camp, hoping they will put out. Think about that, you know? <laughs> Hmm. trick them they've said, like that's their plan. Let's trick let's just go to a place where there's naked people and then they, then they'll get all hot and bothered and we'll have sex with them. So I think that says a, uh, says a lot. Um, this is uh, a bit of counterpoint. so give it up, ladies. So one reading of the film is that it's all about, it's it's really about sexual communication. You know all the men want sex, which is true. Uh, but they want it with their partners. Oh. So it's the various ways women have shut up shop that uh, caused the men to behave badly. Most of it, you know, there's a lot of it's unjustified on the men's part. Uh, but, you know, for for example, Peter Potter's wife literally does not listen to him at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So he, he says outrageous things. She will not listen to him. So it's about communication. And that's partly the reason that, you know, Sid and, and Bernie or whatever his name is have have um, you know, problems. Is that they haven't communicated with their partners? You know, uh, although Sid says, yeah, we're lumbered with two girls with prohibitions, <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Um, we've already talked about um, uh, our mate, uh, rough and tumble, molesting the clerk in the camping store, uh, Muggins. So you know, he he that. You know, I think that's that's glossed over uh, that that first scene, but that's that's the first time we meet him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's just a bit of a pest.
1: He's sex pest, <laughs> yeah. and that is yeah. I think that's, but it's unclear what he's after. I think maybe yeah. that's why he's so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So here we. This is a big one. School's out, so no. Uh, my uh, alternate headline: No time to diddle. I mean dawdle. <laughs> So uh, Babs and her school chums are leered at, perved on, and demeaned by all the men, which might be excusable if they weren't, I don't know, not children. (laughs) So the the shower peeping scene. Think about the shower peeping scene for a second. (laughs) Sid, fucking 55 looking 70, (laughs) looking through a hole in an ablution block wall, at a like, a like a 16 year old girl, that is, um, like, yeah, just world ending stuff, you know. <laughs> and and it, and he's getting his mate involved, you know. It's just, I mean, as we said, she looks up for it, but that's not that's neither here nor there, okay. Um, lots of good lines associated with this as well, so, um. With Babs and the school stuff, so uh, there's that, I've mentioned that earlier one. Uh, but the other teacher says to um, Soper, uh, um, "Oh no, no, that's right. <laughs> that's sorry. This is Babs. Babs talks to, says this. Good morning, Doctor Soper. Are we all loaded?" And the other teacher says, "On, oh, not off." <laughs> <laughs> Cue the dirty laugh and winks. <laughs> uh, and one could only imagine what he means. Are you going to stay with us all the time? Oh yeah. I go all the way. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> so there you go. Look, oh, what do we think? our on balance, where does this where do we where do we put this out of ten on our on our Me Too meter? Oh,
2: it's high. It's high?
1: Yeah, it's pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> Is
0: it the highest? I don't know. Again, because because Sid's Sid and his sidekick, they're not really the the heroes, are they? They're
1: not, you know, they're not Mahoney. No, Yeah, but, that's true. Well, as in, you know, we're, we're with them 100% of the time and like, yeah. you know. And, and we're rooting for them to to, to, w- to win. You do want them to win, though. You do want them to get action. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we do. You do. Unless you don't, which is weird. <laughs> mm. Like, he's weird. gross, but you've got to get involved. When in Rome, like you watch the movie and you go, oh, yeah, he's gross, but... You know, his 33-year-old girlfriend maybe should put out once. That's or at exactly least right. Throw him a bone. Throw him something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, don't date him. If you don't, like, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't go out with him. You, you can't tell me when you first met him that you didn't know he was out for a bit of crumpet.
2: Well, he, he was a creep the whole film with other women.
1: Mm. <laughs> like, <Sorry. laughs> what's with catching him with other women and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And with, with teens, you know, with hot teens.
2: <laughs> You'd be like, fuck, man.
1: <laughs> You'd be like, this is gangster crazy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, what do what you give it, Astro? You think it's a 10? No, no, I don't because I think that uh, the, I do think it's high. Maybe it's, it's probably around the eight mark, I think. Um, but something about. The message, I think, uh, gives it some points or brings it down from, you know, 12 down to eight because, you know, I really think that message is getting lost, you know, because Bettina Arndt talked about this when we when we mm. interviewed her, yeah. you know, uh, the other podcast, she said that, um, you know, talked about communication and the desire gap between men and women and that, you know, um, t- if you look at the data, it says that men and women want, you know, want sex differently and at different times and in different amounts and whatever and, it's not just all, you can't, well, you can, but it's inadvisable to just shut up shop for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. Like that's maybe not going to work. And these chicks are doing it before you've even put the ring on their finger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, but you need the dance, and they were giving the dance. The,
1: the they dance were playing was long. The,
2: yeah. Was long. The, the longer they, they were in for a long time. <laughs> and
1: how much of a dance are you meant to do when you're not a 10? Like, you know, like a, <laughs> Like like <laughs> Anthea and Joan uh, the, Come on, what other options do they have? <laughs> I mean, Sid's gross. Sid is <laughs> fucking gross. And 20. so is
2: Bernie. And he's yeah. a dumb cunt. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> well, i annoyed at them all because I want them all just to get together and marry. It's like if you know two gross friends who get together, you're like, well. You're both gross. Good, for them. Good on you. Like have little gross kids and be gross. Like don't don't hold like one of them's like, oh no, I'm gonna wait for, for something better. You're like, don't, don't. This, suits you. this is it. It's done. It's over. You go. Right. I'll be the ring bearer. You know, go.
2: I don't know if I'll be coming back next year
0: based on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, AJ, I thought these were your favourite films. No,
2: no, no, no. I'm pretty excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're probably right, John. I think eight is uh, is probably uh, is probably an acceptable score. Yes. <laughs> it's, high. Mm. it's high. It
1: is high.
2: It is high.
1: Just a couple of little things uh, before we wrap it up. I... You know, I think that, that maybe the political message as well that maybe it gets lost in this movie, which is nice, is that, you know, flower power can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> majority band together and stick it to the hippies. This mm. is what we need. We need to do this for the works. We need to put them in a movie and tie them up and lead them out of the field. Yeah.
0: You Drag know, them take, out with a tractor.
1: And take the fucking campsite back. Yeah. Because they're losers, man. <laughs> Said it. And... Uh, The only other thing I have to say is, um, this is just an aside, but I I don't know if you noticed this. um, There seems to be an agreement between everyone in this movie that the matron is both fat and gross and that (laughs) everyone (laughs) needs to talk
0: about it all the time. (laughs) Uh, And how she's never going to get any action.
1: Don't you see? Uh, It raises the problem of sex. Oh, I assure you, matron, I wouldn't dream of bothering you in that way. (laughs) <laughs> like, they're just desperate to let her know that yeah. she is irrelevant nice. sexually.
2: But okay? I think she fucks in other movies. Right. Maybe.
0: I
1: look forward to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I've actually got, I've got two, two reviews here or, or little parts of reviews here. Right. They were hard to find, actually, because, you know, Ebert hasn't done one and uh, no one of any prestige seems to have done a review. But I found a, a two-star review on, on Empire. And they say uh, camping a later entry so to speak is possibly the least ambitious all but free of plot uh, merely a series of vignettes barely held together by the overarching idea of a camping holiday yet here with the heady pursuit of recreation its target is the carry-on formula at its essence that rebald mix of eccentricity and sexual failure. Camping with its uh, overt double meaning is like soft porn draped in the companionable cloth of sitcom. Another voyage through British small-mindedness.
1: Fucking hell, fuck off, Empire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And here is a one-star review from the New York Times, the failing New York Times. Carry On Camping is a movie that proceeds. Uh, partly by pratfall, but mostly by a merciless succession of double entendres, which somehow excite the puritan interest of everybody except perhaps the audience.
1: Mm. Yes. Well, their station chief in Berlin uh, in the 30s was a Nazi sympathiser. So I don't care about what the failing New York Times <laughs> says about this movie. Thank you very
0: much. I don't Actually, get it. no, I have a third one. The Cleveland Press. Thin is certainly the word for this latest effort, which scrapes the bottom of the barrel for gags.
1: Aww. Right. Stone Upsetting. Cold but
0: were, were critics ever going to give this a good score? But even know?
1: now, it's got like 40%. Well, it's only got five reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 40%. I think we need to go in there and somehow get it up there.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know how many people who love the film would be getting into Rotten Tomatoes and getting <laughs> much of a
1: review, you know? I don't know. Not many.
2: 6.6 no. 6 out of 10 on IMDb.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. I think this is better than A Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. So there you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins and fucking Frodo. Fuck off. <laughs> Schmeagle.
1: I all that shit. All right.
2: So. Ah. Is that what we said? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for dropping the C-bomb. That's no, it's good. Needed to be done.
1: It did need to be done. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's a fine end to uh, 2021, which was a bit of a kind of a year. So yeah. it's inappropriate.
0: Well, we will be back for our final Friday show in a few days. So hang out for that one. But uh, until then, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh.
1: My chubby is your problem. What? Absolutely disgusting.